welcome to the Supergirl Supercast. I'm Trish Ian. And I'm David Schaub. And I don't blame technology for this cold I have. <laughs> we can blame it for plenty of other things. So today we are discussing Supergirl Season 5, Episode 12, Back from the Future, Part 2. And David, let's have a reminder of what happened. William and Kara start courting each other with some glorious Toto. Initially, Kara is tempted, but Kara has learned not to start any relationship on a lie. However, she chooses to hide and rejects William. For now. Lena needs Obsidian Platinum to distribute her do-no-harm planetary mind control. Luckily, she's somehow sabotaged Andrea's work, so Andrea needs help. Lex Luthor thinks he's playing Gemma Cooper, but who is playing who? Finally, Andrea agrees to team up. Alternate Universe Toy Man 2 has Max headroomed himself into the DEO internet. We're told many times that technology is scary. Brainy is a good double agent, and he also Leroy Jenkins his way into combat with surprising success. A partial copy of Wynn's father is also in the internet and helps Wynn beat Evil Wynn, giving Arwen some healthy closure and allowing him to reclaim the name Toy Man. Alex finally gives up on working for Lex and starts working with John in the tower, leaving the complicit Brainy as the director of the DEO. Also, Mr. McSisplick. McSisplick? Ah, whatever. <laughs> right, so there were a lot of interesting things in this episode. I thought Africa by Toto that Kara and William sang together was okay. It was pretty good, I guess, for regular people karaoke. I think it's really funny seeing actors pretending to not sing as well as they can actually sing. Yes, I was struck that Kara's voice was certainly not as good as in the cross episode crossover episode when she and Flash were singing together. They're clearly downplaying their ability occasionally, but occasionally they let it slip that, oh, they actually can sing really well because <laughs> in order to do all this, you're probably pretty talented. Given all the fantasy we see on a regular basis on this show, I would really kind of prefer to have the unrealistically good for normal people voices that they are capable of than have to kind of wince a little bit every time they do karaoke. I'm all for Supergirl just being super. <laughs> so anyway, it is noticed that, gee, they really seem to be connected, and they don't leave us hanging for an episode. William comes right out and asks Kara on a date. Yay for William. At which point, Kara and Brainy then lie to him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise there. No, no big surprise. But not really necessary. Like, they could have come up with something Less lie. Yeah, and I was struck how staggeringly bad Wynn is at maintaining cover because <laughs> he called Kara super and just cut himself off before he said the girl too. So William's a bright guy. I think he's going to figure it out at some point. I think you've missed the last three seasons of Lena Luther. <laughs> I think that's a, an assumption that I would not hold for this show. Lena had emotional barriers that maybe William doesn't have to work around. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> this show is about hope, right? So I am hopeful that William will work through things faster than Lena did. <laughs> well, without a doubt, we know that Kara at least is starting from a better place, or at least trying to. She recognizes the problem. Yes! That was good. I, I was very pleased to see that she is capable of growth and learning. <laughs> 
even though her conclusion at this point is literally to hide and uh, give up. <sighs> yeah, but better than stringing him along. It is absolutely better than her usual approach. So so it's, it's an improvement, but not really uh, optimal. <laughs> Various people had convinced her to go on lying for at least one date. It's just one date. It'll be fine if you lie to him for one date. And then she was going to say... I changed my mind, let's go out, and he gave her the uh, puzzle for her recuperating grandmother who does not exist, and she realized that she already started out with the relationship with the lie, and I just really liked that. It did work very well in the story. This is the CW, the learning curves are not going to be fast. <laughs> so we're just going through the stages, and I think this bodes well for the season. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, so back to the Lex thread, I... I'm a little surprised that it took Alex this long to quit the DEO, but I guess really it's only two episodes since Crisis, so that's okay. So yes, we have talked for a while about uh, the uh, Jean Jones detective agency and how it would be good to have, you know, the super friends working there in addition to having their special meeting room tower that they do now. So Alex is the first of the group to bolt over there. I guess since Supergirl didn't say anything, she's going to go on working with the DEO with Brainy in charge of it. Still unclear if she's actually an employee of the DEO or not. <laughs> Quite. She could just be living the good life on that stupendous uh, CatCo salary, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yes, hopefully we will get to see at least a couple of bottle of episodes where uh, Jean and Alex do some nice investigations together before they get pulled back into the larger Lex and Leviathan plotline. Well, I just think it means that we're going to see when the Scooby gang gets together to have a conversation, they'll probably be having it in the tower now instead of the DEO. Mm -hmm. They wanted a couple episodes where they see where they have this conflict between Brainy as double agent under Alex. Mm -hmm. But I think the reality is having to deal with that every episode would just be such a pain Yeah, that this simplifies the plot structure going forward because now Brainy can act as a double agent more cleanly without having to deal with Alex in direct conflict with with them, but they gave us that one healthy bit of conflict there, which Brainy covered for very well. Yes. I think it'll bodes well for how the flow of the plot will go for the rest of the season. Yeah, I just thought it was funny, though, that when she called him on hacking her accounts, he went with the usual Supergirl explanation, which is, I was lying to you to protect you. Well, it therefore is clearly the one that works in this universe. <laughs> Right. I guess it was a perfectly sensible move for him to make. <laughs> for this show, that was the right answer. Yes. <laughs> Alex does at the beginning of the episode give the line, Brainy has my back, to which I said, no, he doesn't. Well, kind of. <laughs> You'd like to think so, but alas, no. Yeah, and uh, it was interesting that when feels fine... Uh, after the resolution, which we can talk about, but he feels fine leaving this universe knowing that Brainy is lying to everybody. I mean, not this universe this time. Then go back to his future. I think they play it reasonably well. They give them a moment where they, they note that I'm trusting you on this and uh, please don't fail that trust. <laughs> and it's a little strange. Like the show, as with all of its secrets, don't really justify it. I don't think there's actually a good reason why the Scooby gang couldn't know 
that Brainy is acting as a double agent. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any real sense. There's a one-liner from the other Brainy that you must do it in secret, but uh, maybe there's a justification for that in information off screen, but it feels a little weak. Yeah, I think that Alex would be capable of running a triple agent and helping Brainy keep things straight with Luther and thus playing Luther by feeding him selective information, but I'm not at all confident of uh, Kara's ability to play along with that, so maybe it's the right choice. It's possible. There's a lot of grayness, and Kara does not do grayness well. <laughs> but the grayness is nice to see in the show. Yeah, I agree with you. This cleans things up a little bit, and I'm happy enough. All the lying from so many angles does get tiresome, but uh, I'm, you know, contented enough to see where they're going with this, with the whole Brainy and Luther thing, and with how that plays into the whole Leviathan situation. Like you, I enjoyed the uh, Lena, Gemma, Andrea, Lex web of interactions in this. Plans within plans. Okay, so to back up slightly, Obsidian has been having tech problems. Lena offered to help. Uh, Andrea said, given our history, probably not a good idea. Then Lex hears from Gemma, who, as we recall, is secretly a Leviathan agent. He told Gemma about the situation, and then Gemma pressured Andrea to call Lena back. And then it turns out that Lena was hacking Obsidian's tech all along to create this opening for her to cozy up to Obsidian. So I thought that was a nice move. Uh, you know, not nice at all. A well-planned move. <laughs> Luther's got a Luther. <laughs> That's right. Luther's got a Luther. Yep. I really, really loved the scene in the end where Gemma says that the Luthers are exactly where we want them. So it truly is like everyone is playing each other, except Andre, who's kind of stuck in the middle. And it worked really well. And now that we have this other thing, the Obsidian Platinum, which is the biggest boogeyman of all of the bad, scary technology in this show, it's very nicely being played out. Absolutely. I'm enjoying that plotline. But let's talk about technology for a little bit, shall we? Oh, where to start? Can we start with the Obsidian line of Kelly when they're trying to eat lobster and Kelly says... Look, eating virtually still provides the body with nutrients, but the interface is hyper-stimulating the body's sensory reaction into a kind of toxic shock. Yeah, I put that in all caps in my notes, <laughs> that uh, eating virtually can still give your body nutrients. I really want to know how that works, and have they solved world hunger and, uh, what's going on? <laughs> How can this be? It's like the Matrix, only worse. The stake is real. <laughs> I don't understand. This is this thing with the Obsidian Platinum. <laughs> I have no idea what this product does. It seems to basically do magic. <laughs> And we just need to wait and see how they're going to use it because there's all of this crazy use of technology in the show. And this is just so far out. It's, um, it's getting really hard for me to suspend my disbelief on this one. <laughs> uh, the platinum one is just wild. Like it, as a tool for Lena's distribution of the do no harm, that all falls pretty nicely. But boy, the product itself is just wild. <laughs> <laughs> 
I also want to give the show a bit of positive credit for technology. It has some remarkably good geeky and accurate things. I really quite like that Lex's fallback to having the DEO going lockdown is he has a one landline locked to a big phone that's under the desk. I love the big phone. <laughs> yes. They're edging on a lot of somewhere between the Matrix and the animated cartoon reboot in this episode. It reminded me a little bit of the Bill Finger, you know, giant objects thing. Yeah, it's the landline that, that is necessary for uh, Lex to talk to the DEO. And I, I just, I love that phone. <laughs> they correctly describe the network inside of the DEO as an intranet instead of an internet. Yes. But they basically entirely put what a firewall is backwards because it's really easy to get out of a firewall <laughs> generally well maybe the deo built it backwards <laughs> well it's it's possible and you can actually build them to stop outgoing traffic so that is a little weird well you would want that kind of thing for a spy agency you don't want to be able to export your secrets too easily so yeah you'd want your firewall to be two-way in a spy agency you, you, you would and you'd have everything proxied but but realistically i think it's hard to imagine that the toy man too doesn't have control over those controls but anyway you need it for the plot that it's locked into the deo and it works all right mm -hmm. one of the things that was mentioned was that they tracked down where the toy man was using a van Eck radiation scanner and I had heard this before, but I had to Google it to remember it. But this is all of the bizarre espionage technology stuff that was sort of under the U.S. program of Tempest, mm -hmm. where it was trying to use EM radiation from another room to reconstruct what people are typing on a keyboard based on the small right. leakage of EM radiation and, like, rebuild what was being displayed on a CRT. I'm just amazed that they uh, pulled out this reference. So some, someone pretty geeky was involved in the technology on that side. And they used that to look for abnormal EM radiation, which would tell them which server Toyman is in, is just kind of great. Yes, I really enjoyed that. And although I struggled to swallow the obsidian stuff, I'm very happy to see someone who knows something about tech, at least one aspect of tech, <laughs> working on the writing staff or consulting with them. And boy, are those Lexo suits dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we had Evil Win back again uh, as he had uploaded his consciousness. I was really interested with how they brought Win's father back into this uh, with, you know, Evil Win had used his father's technology to do this and so somehow the ghostly partial presence of of Wynn's dad was in there and for some reason Wynn's dad wanted to help the Wynn that he perceived as being his son not evil Wynn and of course our Wynn had trouble trusting him but I was really happy with how they made this resolution so that he was able to get some closure with his father, as you said. I thought that played out very nicely. It was super well done. They they, they set it up nicely as we started to see Wynn's father. And this is our Wynn's father, mm. because this is technology that the evil Wynn from the alternate universe, I think, got in this universe. Oh, you're right. Yes. So I think this this is our our, our Wynn's father and our Wynn. And it's only the, uh, the Toy Man 2 that is from the alternate universe. 
And they set it up nicely with Kara and Wynn having that conversation in the hallway. That was a wonderful conversation mm-hmm. as they were walking around. And I loved the uh, alternative lighting they had for the DEO office for the fight in, effectively, The Matrix. Yes. <laughs> And all of it, I thought, was just beautifully played out. I was really, really quite happy with it. Yes, me too. Absolutely. I was not surprised to see Brainy fighting well physically in this situation. I wasn't quite expecting the Leroy Jenkins reference. But uh, uh, he's shown us before that he can be a pretty dexterous fighter, especially with his uh, controls off. So I was, I was okay with him, you know making those combat moves and stuff. I couldn't quite believe the CGI burning seat doing that good of a job at distracting the Lexo suits. I, I, I couldn't quite cope with that. <laughs> but I did really quite like the uh, distraction that Brainy accomplishes. I actually had to Google because I did not know the uh, World of Warcraft oh. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins meme. Mm-hmm. So I went and watched that little video of the guy going in and getting his entire party killed by rushing into combat. Right. It was cute. And in this case, Brainy did much better than the actual Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But that was another reference that I really wasn't expecting coming up in Supergirl. Right. Well, it, well really, it was a little nugget of joy. Um, I, uh, I enjoy these little surprises occasionally. <laughs> Absolutely. It fit perfectly. There was some other general technology things. Can we discuss all of the Alex lines about technology? Go for it. We get the line, we've really outsmarted ourselves here, haven't we? <laughs> Followed by... Technology, no matter how sophisticated, can be used against us. It is just a matter of when. Yes, ominous but true. <laughs> I mean, they've certainly had the experience of many kinds of tech being used against them. It felt a little on the heavy-handed side. I think we are getting enough of technology is kind of the big bad for this season, but I think we need to be uh, maybe a little more clear on the technology might not be the problem as much as who's using it. But, But yeah, Alex's lines were pretty heavy, though I did quite like her surprise with we have Lexo suits. <laughs> yes. I'm a little confused because it seems almost like this Alex only has our universe's version of Supergirl's memories, but maybe she actually has both and she is just occasionally confused as to which one is accurate anymore. We're always dealing with the reality that the last four seasons of Supergirl didn't happen. Or certainly not in the way that we watched it. There may still have been a whole Agent Liberty thing, but some things were undoubtedly different about how that played out. Well, given that Agent Liberty was uh, uh, basically constructed by Lex. Yeah. Pretty unnecessary in this context. Mm, true. That's, that's a shame to think of all that good plot going to waste. <laughs> we can still enjoy it. I can enjoy all the timelines separately. Yeah, right. I do have to keep reminding myself that the people in this show haven't seen everything that I have seen. For instance, you and I were both instantly suspicious of obsidian virtual reality and uh the average person on the street has no reason to think of it as anything more than a cool toy well no i take that back because in previous supergirl seasons one through four um (laughs) we've certainly seen other things at mind control that were generally known to the public. So yeah, people should be a little more suspicious of of, uh, mind-altering tech. Hmm. We don't trust Google Glass very much, and imagine if they could entirely control our brain. (laughs) Indeed. And uh, 
feed us what they assure is healthy, nutritious V food. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want that in my body. <laughs> I just do not know. This product sounds very, very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> We also still have no idea exactly where Akrata is. Mm -hmm. So the state of that is still unknown. But I did actually kind of like that for the most part, other than a threat against Alex, Lex was pretty nice this episode. Yeah, he's playing his long game and he, he, you know, apparently is not angry enough in this universe that he will just casually inflict pain on people just for the fun of it, or at least... Not yet. Maybe he's just not secure enough to do that. But yeah, he was fun to watch. Effectively, at some point in the season, there's going to be a massively complicated point in time when everyone tries to do everything at once. <laughs> We're going to get the Obsidian Platinum release, plus Lex is going to try and pull something, plus Lena's going to try and do no harm everyone on the planet, right. and who knows what Leviathan is going to try and do, and it's all going to come down very quickly. I expect it's going to be a very busy episode if they do all do it simultaneously. Maybe it'll be a multi-parter. Uh, it's possible. I hope, actually. I like multi-parters. Yeah, as long as they don't break them up by a whole month, <laughs> like they did with Crisis this year. <laughs> they probably won't. So, I think that was most of what I wanted to discuss about this episode, except for the end. Oh, well, I think that's good. Let, let's go on to our Agent of Chaos. Okay, so, at the very end of the episode... Alex and Kara are having a heart-to-heart to heart together about uh, how Kara inevitably starts out every relationship with a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so true, so true. Yes. Suddenly, there's a knocking on the door, and they open up the door, and it's been recast, but we are immediately told that the person knocking on the door is Mr. Mixipot Mixi <laughs> Try saying it backwards. No, thank you. <laughs> so, yay, there he is. And uh, then the screen goes black. I looked it up because I remembered we had had an episode before, but I couldn't remember exactly when. It was way back in season two, a Valentine's episode called Mr. and Mrs. Mixie Patiklik. And he, from across the universe had fallen in love with Kara and decided that she was the perfect wife for him and she didn't want it. And so he threatened to hurt people. I forget if he was going to destroy the whole world, but basically cause a lot of destruction and pain. If she would not marry him, a lot of things happened, but eventually she had him in the Fortress of Solitude on lockdown and said, unless you promise to go away and leave me alone, I'm going to blow up the fortress and you and I will both be dead. So there. And he decided not to call her bluff and he left. And that was the last we saw of him. But somehow, apparently, I'm not sure if he made it through the crisis somehow with his magical powers and we just never got told or this is just the new post-crisis version of Mr. Mixie. All of the above. <laughs> or none. Who knows? <laughs> Just let's run with it. <laughs> They'll probably explain some of that to us next episode, and it'll be fun 
fun to see him. Not a Valentine's Day episode this time around, although we're still in February at this moment. Yeah, sure, why not? This will be a nice little break from all the heavy plotting that we've been doing. I guess we'll get a semi-bottle episode next time around. I assume that we'll only get Mr. Mixie for one episode. Well, he's just too much of chaos to make a coherent plot out of. I expect this episode will be truly wild <laughs> and probably mildly meaningless and great because that's what you get with Mixlzplit. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. We have had a lot of heavy episodes. It'll probably contain annoying elements in it, because it is, after all, Mr. Mixie. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Mr. Mixie version 2, or whatever they show us. It'll be fun. Fun. <laughs> all right. Um, Any other issues you want to discuss? I think that's it. This was a good, enjoyable episode beyond the craziness about platinum and uh, i'd like to see how the rest of it goes it should even be better right i've been quite happy with the interesting plot lines that have been going on and uh i'm looking forward to seeing more of them so uh as always thanks for an interesting conversation david thank you happy to be here and i'd like to thank our listeners as always if you would like to continue the conversation with us please join us on twitter at sg supercast or on the incomparable TV sub-channel, we can hang out and uh, are happy to talk about Supergirl, superhero shows, or whatever interesting topics arise. So, until next time. Bye-bye.